Hello, I'm Derek Doak, and you're listening to the Real Estate Investment Insights Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been serving the investment property industry, from preparing tax returns for property owners when I worked in public accounting, to creating multi-million dollar syndications as a commercial broker. Throughout my career, I've always had a passion for learning and teaching what I've learned to others. This podcast is for fellow brokers, agents, investors, and real estate syndicators wanting to learn from those that have done it. My goal is to bring value to you through the sharing of best practices and industry knowledge. Each episode is geared towards providing knowledge and insights on industry topics and trends. Please enjoy this episode, and if I can be of any assistance, please reach out to me at Derek at dokemail.com. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another Real Estate Investment Insights. I'm your host, Derek Doak. And today I'm excited to bring back, and you guys might remember when we did the Montana update, Ethan Canning from NAI Business Properties, which is an NAI global affiliate, just like us here at NAI Puget Sound Properties. And today's an exciting topic because we're talking about valuations. And Ethan and his team put together a great tool that we use here at NAI Puget Sound Properties to oversee and assist our clients with determining valuations and giving really good high-end broker opinion of value reports and help us strategize and plan with our clients around their asset on an annual basis. So I want to go right to the source, to one of the creators of this tool, and Ethan can talk about kind of how they got to this point, why they created it, and give you a little background and history on it. And that's what I want to start with. And uh, Ethan, before we get started, maybe give a little background on yourself. Uh, I know you got Washington roots. Um, you know, we've, yep. we've talked about that. We both went up to Western Washington University, so we got a lot of good ties there. And uh, and maybe you can give a little background on yourself again. And then I want to talk about the history of why you guys decided to create this awesome tool for giving broker opinion of values. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, nice time we were together sipping uh, drinks in New Orleans, and now it's fun to join you It's in Zoom. Uh, my name is Ethan Canning. I'm a broker and owner at NAI Business Properties, like Derek mentioned, in Montana. I've been to Montana most of my life, spent five or 10 years getting educated and becoming a finance nerd uh, in Washington, now back in Billings with my wife and four kids. And we spend our free time skiing and mountain biking and trying to be outside as much as we can. But uh, I always love to connect with the NAI Global folks and thankful for this time with, uh, with you, Derek. Um, origin story of the BOV. So BOV stands for Broker's Opinion of Value. Uh, Matt Robertson, actually, who's another owner and broker at NAI, started the program, I think, in 2008 or 2009. I guess the fundamental of an idea of a BOV is that every time you interact with commercial real estate, every decision that you make related to strategy or planning or leasing or sales, the key component of that conversation is what's the value of my asset? So if you don't know that, you're missing a vital piece of your entire planning strategy discussion. So Matt started that program in 2008 and has grown it for the last 13 years. Um, our group started doing 20 to 50, and now we do, I think this year we'll probably do over 800. Um, so it's grown considerably. Uh, we created it because we have cl- we had clients coming to us every single day in the form of real estate um, clients from a sales and leasing perspective, but also estate planning attorneys, 
um, needing help with estate planning and time of death, also banks and also clients too, from an asset and portfolio and property management perspective saying, what's my asset worth? Can you please help me? Um, we always have and always will find extreme value in an MAI certified appraisal. But what we found is that clients were asking us saying, hey, you guys, can you go through the same approach from a value perspective, but can you give us some insight on what's the market done historically? What are you seeing today? And where do you think the market might go? I think one of the advantages that brokers might have over an appraiser is that we're the, actually the ones completing the transactions and those transactions become the comps that are in the valuation reports. So it gives a broker like Derek or I a really unique perspective, both financially and emotionally on how buyers and sellers make decisions from a sales and leasing perspective. So when you can add that on to the top, on top of the um, valuation analysis, um, it's really helpful. So in 2015, our program grew enough that Matt Robertson and I created a tech startup called Harkin. And Harkin is a real estate valuation software program to help brokers and banks uh, create these reports that Derek is talking about. So we've been doing that. Uh, we just launched last year and we've already have four to 500 reports in the portal. Um, and we're excited to see that, that grow. Um, so I guess I'll talk about quickly on use cases. Um, BOVs are interesting because you can use them for a lot of things. As a broker, I can help a client sell a property or a buyer buy a property. And the their first question is, what's my property worth? So it's a really quick and easy exercise to validate a listing price or help a buyer validate a purchase price. Um, but I think my favorite part is the kind of the asset management, property management portion of it. As we manage these real estate assets on a year-to-year basis, um, by using the valuation tool, you can set a baseline value I mean, initially of the purchase price but a great property or asset manager will value your cash flow, look at vacancy, look at your operating expenses and your pass-throughs, and then monitor the market with your cap rates. And from there, you can set a baseline and then monitor the asset on a year-to-year basis and really get a good idea of how your asset is trending from a value perspective. And if you don't do an annual valuation, you, you just can't know that information. So to me, the, the basis of a good asset property manager is having an annual valuation. And so we love being able to provide that tool. We're just software guys and we're giving Derek the tool. We know and believe and in a sense mandate that you need a local market expert um, in your market who knows your backyard and they're going to be the best ones to provide that market data. Beyond that, um, you, we work with a lot of real estate attorneys too, um, from an asset, from a, I'm sorry, from a estate planning perspective, uh, which can also lead to time of death uh, planning, we can help estate real estate attorneys um, do kind of portfolio work for families or uh, partnerships, whether there's a buyout or a new person coming in or a death in the family, we can help establish that annual basis price. And we've been doing a lot of that work and really enjoyed it with uh, those real estate attorneys. Yeah, no, and I, that's awesome. And I think one of the things that we looked at when you and I talked about this back in New Orleans as well is is the the value that the individual expertise brings to the table, right? There's plenty of software packages out there. And I've always said that if I ever met Bill Gates, I would just thank him for allowing somebody with my inability to spell correctly, the ability to have an actual <laughs> yeah. career, 
because, yeah. you know, Word and Excel has allowed, uh, you know, people to have careers that might not have been able to be in those careers, whether it's been an actuary or a CPA, my background. Um, but this, the ability to have a tool what, like you and Matt created was this ability to allow people to put in the right information, you know, and, and uh, I did a, ta- a conversation before around technology and CRE, you know, how is technology affecting the commercial real estate industry? Technology has just given us those abilities, and those tools for us to make sure the right data points are going in there and bring out a report that will match with those that are using it, whether it's a CPA, a wealth advisor, uh, an estate attorney, uh, an owner user, an investor in a property, you know, the ability to kind of create that. And one of the things I really like about the tool that we're using in conjunction with what you put together was the ability for us to go to our brokers that have, you're right, did the transactions, walk those properties with them, walk inside, see what's working, what's not working. Is it releasable? Is there a higher and better use for the asset? These are things that brokers kind of bring to the table more so than just looking at the historical value. Like, what is it worth today? It's what could it be worth? You know, what is that strategy? What is that plan? So to do this on an annual basis, it kind of pulls that out and it helps the owners strategize uh, around what, how to use that asset. So yeah, technology, this type of technology has allowed us to just step up our game and our service offer offerings to, you know, property owners and their providers of information, you know, the, the, the people they work with as advisors to help them with their assets and, and financial planning. So um, no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great tool. And I think one of the things that, um, I was thinking about as I've been using it now for a couple of months and, and have done quite a few uh, proposals as it relates to putting together these um, broker opinion of values is the ability to go out and find the resources and the sources of information, right? There's so many sources of information to get to, whether it's the county website, whether it's dealing with, you know, using the third-party resources that track comps and pulling those data points in and then talking to brokers in those communities. So you said it earlier, which is having expertise in that area uh, mm-hmm. of geographic expertise. And uh, you know, like working with Jordan, you know, down in, uh, in Portland, in Portland yeah. you know, working with you guys in Montana, you know, we're on this side of the mountains. I mean, you know, we're on the west side of the mountain, so we're core Puget Sound, but then we've got the NAI office in Spokane. We got Tri-Cities. I mean, there's other areas that working with someone to do a broker opinion of value makes sense. And being part of the NAI global family, we're able to kind of bring those expertise in those markets so we can make sure the client gets the right, you know, BOV versus just somebody trying to do one in an office sitting out of, you know, the middle at at the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I mean, I think, Everyone in the NEI global family is, we always extend trust to each other in partnership. And I think that's to the extreme benefit of our clients too. I think I love, I love the idea, like a, a broker doing a BOV for a client, you're not just getting what's it worth today or what, what it, because that's what it's worth today is looking, we're always looking backwards at comps. I think the extreme value to a client is that a broker can say, here's what it's worth today, but here's what I'm seeing in the market looking at highest and best use analysis, how is your area changing? And maybe um, is your land use changing and talking about forecasting and strategy and uh, forecasting different lease rates and how are the different lease rates changing? And so it's a more kind of comprehensive history today. And also kind of, a, you know, we all grab our crystal ball and make these future predictions, but having the BOV tool with a broker 
kind of allows you to engage in that conversation. So instead of always looking backwards, you're able to look backwards, look at today, and then have a thoughtful discussion on from this asset perspective, where should we be at three to five years, especially today with the inflation environment where it's at, we're talking to a lot of clients saying, how are our leases structured? How do we do we do a CPI instead of a, an annual rent bump? And those are broker BOV related discussions, which are, you know, hopefully our tool can answer those discussions, but we'll always point back to the broker, local market expert, and kind of provide the baseline data to have that discussion. And as a property owner myself, and looking at future planning, I think that's the most important discussion you can have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, interest rates right now are a big topic. I mean, we just did an evaluation on a property where interest rates are about, you know, three quarters of a point higher on all the, the bank funding. So that has a direct effect on the NOI. And that's kind of where the uh, the idea of not only taking it historically of, okay, here's a snapshot, but also the next three years. Um, some of these leases that uh, that we look at, as you know, they have these out clauses, right? You know, in the first three years, they can get out with a six month notice. Well, in that case, it's really a six month lease for the first three years. So how do you have that conversation and a broker opinion of value? Um, and I think it's important to note that, yeah, the BOV is about snapshot in time now, but then the, it's really the true value is hiring you or me or other people that are providing these that have the experience and expertise that they can lean on and say, what does this mean in the next three years? Yeah, that's great. It's been a great property for the last however many years I owned it, but now what does it mean going forward? Can we strategize around that? What's my planning? What can I anticipate from cash flow? do you think? I mean, those are all the types of conversations I think that has more value than just doing the opinion because here's my value that I'm putting it on, but it's that it's that conversation after, it's that debrief, right? It's the debrief. Yeah. Of, here's where we see the market going. Here's, and, and a lot of people I've heard say, oh, you're doing this so you can get listings. No, I'm not. I'm doing this because my clients need to know what the value of the property is. If they choose yeah. to work with me on listing the property, great. But I mean, my job as you know, heading up the management services group is really to help them increase their cash flow and decrease their risk. I mean, that's really the two things I look at when I'm talking to clients around assets they have. And, um, you know, it was a great time to sell some assets that were coming up on deferred maintenance and things like that because the market was extremely frothy. Now it's looking at it saying, going forward, saying, do you have the right assets to carry you through any type of really heavy inflation? So um, I think the BOV yeah. really set that set that foundation. Well, I'd say as a pitch to a, a property owner anywhere or a potential client of yours, the BOV tool on an annual basis provides a pretty significant and crystal clear accountability tool. So if you take over property and asset management for, for a client and you're showing them their value every year, it's a very black and white trend on is our value staying the same? Is it going up and is it going down? And if it's going, if it's flat or going down, why? And so being as a client or a property owner, I would love to have that for myself. And I do BOBs for my own properties, but if you're curious what the market's doing, or if you if you don't have a good asset manager currently, that'd be a great accountability tool saying, where am I going? Why are my rents not where they are? And we did this for a group that had a 26 plex here in Billings. We did three BOVs for them and the, and we were not the asset managers and that every year the value went down. And so the gal flew in and we looked at it and said, let us talk to you about why your property values are decreasing. We were able to have a really interesting strategies discussion on rents, deferred maintenance, CapEx, and long-term planning to help her 
move to, to, to increase the value of her family asset, but we were only able to do that after we showed her a three-year picture with this annual BOV process. Um, and that helped us win more work too, just from an accountability perspective. Yep. We love that process and we believe that it's important. And we also, you know, as a steward of the family's assets, um, it's a, to me, it's, 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 it's a significant accountability tool, but also a really fun discussion. Yeah. Well, it, and wealth advisors I've worked with and attorneys, they, they put down a value based on an email they get from somebody they talk to. Hey, what do you think this is worth today? And they'll, they'll go, oh, what's the NOI? Oh, divide it by five, you know, 5% as a cap rate. No, I think it's worth about this versus actually having a report that you can put into the files, whether it's for, you know, the, the CPA wealth advisor attorney of saying, here's the value at this point in time. And here's what we're thinking of doing with this asset as it relates to your plan and strategy. Because a lot of times it, 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 it's just coming off the cuff of a back of napkin analysis of uh, of a value. Yeah, that's a great. And it point. might be that might be close to what you come up with, but you really you don't see the details of what goes yeah, behind it. No one shows their work. I think that's a great point too. That there's a lot of BOVs in the world, and I think that's a kind of a dirty three three letters for a lot of folks, especially banks. But if you see a Harkin prepared report from myself or from Derek or anyone at Puget Sound Properties. Um, it's a 20 to 30 page report. I mean, it's beautiful. Most, most people think that they're actual appraisals. Um, so from a, as a client of Derek or any, anyone within NAI, when you look at this report, when you give it to your attorney, or if you have to give it to an auditor or a family member, provides a, um, the level of sophistication and professionalism and the amount of showing your work data that's included too. Our hope is that it provides that really high level of confidence. And this is the process that we used Here's the high level and market range uh, prepared by in Harkin, but verified and stamped by a local market expert. Um, so that's our goal, too, is to make these reports pretty stunning in a way that provides more uh, owner confidence. Yeah. And, and efficiency and turnaround. Right. I mean, that's always a lot of times my calls come in. They say, hey, Derek, can you get this done? Um, you know, within the next seven days. And I say, absolutely. I mean, I, I, my typical turnaround time is probably 48 hours to a week, depending on, um, you know, the complexity of the asset. Uh, and, uh, and I try to stick to that, you know, I try to stick with that, that timeline. Um, and I think it's important because um, you want to have the time to really dive into it and really give a detailed report versus just a back and napkin. Here's my number and I'll send it to you at the end of the day. I mean, I, that, that's not helping anybody, um, in my opinion. I mean, I think you really just need to, you really need to understand it. And you mentioned earlier about doing the annual report. I like doing the annual report. I mean, I had a situation just yesterday. I finished off a report for a client that owns uh, a few multifamily properties in the Seattle area. And with the tax, with the sales happening so fast and cap rates compressed so far down, they got a huge tax bill as it relates to the property tax increase. Well, their rents haven't increased that much. So their NOI actually dropped by about 18% from last year to this year. So the value a year ago was different than the value it is today. So those are, those again, those are key metrics is that you kind of look at just one of the many that you look at as you're diving in and doing a, uh, you know, giving an opinion in a BOV for an asset. So it's, it's yeah, that, that that might generate a question of, okay, our NOI went down. Why? Because real estate taxes went up. Well, why wasn't that passed through the tenant? And you said, well, we this tenant does not have a triple net lease. Like, what's a triple net lease? Oh, let me talk to you about that. And now that's an entire asset planning valuation strategy discussion saying, uh, maybe we need to restructure the lease. Okay, great. How do we do that? And when can we do that? 
And that's, if that's prompted by a BOV on an annual basis, that's like, so that's the baseline of a really helpful conversation um, for planning for the next five years. And so if you're not doing these annual valuations, you might miss that and the cash flow might decrease and you might not even know. So it's a nice little snapshot just to do a little kind of sanity check and check in on kind of what, what's happening in my asset world with my properties. And in and, and that particular situation, the conversation was, well, can we sell that and pick up a, a nice little retail in uh, Phoenix, Arizona that has an absolute triple net lease? <laughs> so that yeah, I, and, and I think the answer was yes. <laughs> so, but but those are those are the conversations you have, right? And I think that's uh, I think that 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 was the whole uh, reason for having this podcast put together and us doing a recording is really talk about just the differences at a high level between the broker opinion value and an appraisal. I mean, appraisal, as you mentioned, I mean, they're needed. Their appraisals are needed for the bank and absolutely we endorse and encourage a full appraisal when it comes to those situations. Um, but as a planning purposes and ongoing strategy, um, having an annual BOV done on your asset uh, for you and your advisors, just makes complete sense in our world. Yeah. You know, I think from what we see nationally, most an appraisal can take, two to four weeks if you're lucky, sometimes four to eight weeks. And typically they, they cost four to $10,000. And where a BOV, you can turn them, I mean, most folks can turn them around, like you said, in two to three, five, maybe 10 business days max. And in smaller areas, they might cost, you know, the one to $3,000 is a, maybe a typical range. So not only are they faster, but they're more affordable. And if they, a BOV goes to this exact same process as an appraisal. Obviously, not as much in depth on some of the narrative, but all the data is the same. And you get the broker insight on what's the market doing today in the future. So, yeah, we, we love BOVs and um, the banks can't always use them based on loan volume, but we're hopeful and optimistic that they will more in the future. But as a client tool from an asset management perspective, it's to us, it's a no brainer. And it's a it's a fun part of the conversation with our clients. Yeah. And I, I just advise anybody who's looking to have a BOV done, just make sure the person doing the BOV is of the character and integrity that you want given your opinion um, and has the experience and expertise. And uh, I, from my own perspective of looking at NAI Global and all the relationships that we've forged over the years with other offices, I mean, I, I'm i biased, of course, and I'll put that out there. I don't think you can go wrong uh, hiring an NAI affiliate uh, broker to work with. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Ethan obviously is my go-to Montana expertise uh, in his team. So, um, well, Ethan, I, I mean, I, I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast. Any closing statements as it relates to broker opinion of values and, and what to look for if uh, somebody is looking to have one? Yeah, I say the, be- the best time to do it is right now. We're still in, technically in Q1 of 2022. Um, it can happen at any time. And um, there's a lot of different formats and ways to do them. Harkin is a nice tool but not the only, not the, you know, there's other ways to do it as well. So I'd say if, if you're interested in one call, call your local market expert and ask them, you know, for help with this. And if they can't help you, then find someone that can. And if you can't find someone, Google NAI in your city and you'll probably find someone that can. And if you need help connecting, talk to Derek or myself and we'd be happy to connect you with someone because we've, we've spent a lot of time getting to know our own network, especially in the Pacific Northwest. And we've got a lot of colleagues that are, incredibly smart and talented and kind that could help out. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well, I want to thank you, Ethan, for participating in a, in a podcast again. Um, I mean, our last one talking about Montana update, uh, got a lot of, a lot of great reviews. People calling me and ask me about it. And that's probably why your cap rates now are down to three. 
besides oh, uh, Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I would, yeah. Uh, thanks thanks for your time. And uh, if anybody has any questions whatsoever, uh, either reach out to Ethan. Uh, you know, they're at NAI Business Properties in Montana or myself uh, here at NAI Puget Sound Properties in the greater Puget Sound. So hope everybody has a great day. And again, thanks, Ethan. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you should have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at Derek at DokeMail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you.